All right, Thrive Nation, on today's edition of the Fireside Chat with Lynn Wood, we are, we're doing Fireside Chat 13. And uh, uh, Lynn, we appreciate you for joining us yet again, sir. Thank you for, for being here. Well, thank you for having me back on. Uh, I have to tell you, I, I have to admit I enjoy uh, speaking with you and uh, having a chance to talk with your listeners and share some information, hopefully accurate information, at least the best uh, the best information I have, and to give you some of my opinions on what's going on today. Well, Lynn, I, I love that uh, one thing I, I enjoy about talking to you uh, the, the most, I think, is that you're a man who's filled with faith and you love the facts. So when you when you when you love God, when you're into faith and you love the facts, I think we're on the same on the same team here. So I want to ask him. My first question is this: um, Sidney Powell, your your friend, Sidney Powell, is one of the most respected attorneys in America. Yet the United States Supreme Court won't even see her lawsuit. Why is that? It's political. The court had a chance on what's called writ of certiorari to review several uh, of the cases from key states, Georgia, Michigan, uh, Pennsylvania. And certiorari means they have the option to say we'll review it or we will not. Mm. And the court declined to review any of the cases. There's only one answer for that, in my opinion. It was a political decision because the cases raised significant issues of law that needed to be decided for the good of the nation. However, they decided them. They turned away the opportunity, and the only reason I can come up with is that it was a political decision. Even though the lawyer was Sidney Powell, well-respected, I had one of the cases, whether they respect me or not, I've got 43 years of experience, and I raised the right issues. I was dead on the money, as was Sidney, evidenced by the dissenting opinion of Justice Clarence Thomas. They should have heard these cases and reached a decision for the good of America and for the rule of law, which seems to be lost in this country right now. Lynn, uh, for anybody out there that, that doesn't know this, I want to just go back and recap this. Uh, this year, when we all went to vote in America for the 2020 elections, Many of you in, in 28 states voted on the Dominion vote counting machines. These are the machines. It's a Canadian company that uses Chinese parts. Uh, Dominion, which is uh, a Canadian company, they, sh they share office space. Folks, I'm telling you, they share office space with George Soros in Toronto. Now, step number two, Dominion uses software called Sequoia or, or Smartmatic, and that software company was founded by communist Venezuelans. All right. Step three, ladies and gentlemen, your votes were then sent to servers, not in America, but in Frankfurt, Germany. Step four, though the, the Smartmatic software actually allows users to switch votes. And so now we find ourselves with Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow. We find, uh, uh, we find Mike Lindell, we find Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani. Now, now, now Dominion's going after them for defamation, even though there is irrefutable evidence that election fraud occurred. And if you're listening to this show for the first time and you want to gain access to Sidney Powell's report on the election uh, fraud, you can just text the number 918 918-851-6920. 918-851-6920. Nine two zero, and I'll send that. I'll send uh, Sidney Powell's report to you, Lynn. For those of us out there who are not attorneys, how is the Supreme Court supposed to handle a situation like this? If there ever has been a situation like this, well, the issues that were before the court in the cases that they rejected review on did not call upon the court to decide whether the election was uh, fraudulent or not. In terms of the voting machines and the nefarious activities that went on with respect to those machines, the involvement of foreign countries, the issues before the court were, were really straightforward and simple. Mm. Did the states, such as Georgia, follow rules for the election adopted by the state legislature? That's the law of this land. Georgia followed rules modified by the Secretary of State in a consent agreement with uh, the Democratic Party with respect to mail-in ballots. 
absentee ballots. You can't do that. That's black letter law. Same problem existed in Pennsylvania. Same Hmm. problem existed in every swing state where they changed the absentee ballots, the mail-in ballots. They changed the rules by an entity other than the state legislature. Why in the world would the Supreme Court not address that straightforward and acknowledge that those elections in those states violated the rules, violated black-letter law, and should have been deemed illegal, unlawful, and unconstitutional? It had to be political. With respect to the respect to the evidence of fraud, we have I don't know how many cases Sydney filed, but it was a number of cases, and in every case, every case, the courts found some technical reason to avoid looking at the evidence of fraud, almost as if they were scripted. There's one conclusion and one conclusion only that I can reasonably draw. The court system in this country, the judicial system, is corrupt. And we got to face that fact just like we had to face the fact that our Congress is corrupt. Many of our state governments are corrupt, like Georgia. Now we've gotten what I believe is evidence of corruption and political corruption literally in the Supreme Court of the United States. Now, you you sense the urgency of this moment to, to, to push back and to fight for what's right, whether it's convenient or not. Uh, you and I uh, share the belief that the Bible verse, Matthew 5.11, says, Blessed are ye who are persecuted for his righteousness sake, for they shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. You know, you and I are on the same team that, that it, it, it's okay to endure some persecution. However, it seemed like on the Supreme Court, there wasn't a lot of people willing to stand up to the injustice, uh, except for Justice Clarence Thomas. Can you share with us about the great patriot and truth giver Clarence Thomas and, and his uh, take on the Sidney Powell case? I certainly can give you my feelings on that. Let me, let me say this, though, in response to what you just, um, the comment you just made. If you follow Jesus Christ, you shall be persecuted. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. But those persecutions are finite, and when they're over, you will find that God has used those for good. So you don't sit around and go, why am I being persecuted? You really just ask yourself, God, what do you want me to do with this? It's inevitable. So the more I'm persecuted for what I try to do in terms of speaking truth, the more I feel like I'm on target, the more I feel like I am doing God's will in speaking truth. So let me speak a little truth about Clarence Thomas. I have uh, watched his career, and he's not a man of many words. But when Clarence Thomas speaks, people should listen. Because I think Clarence Thomas is a patriot. He loves the law. He follows the law. He's already commented publicly on a couple of Supreme Court precedents that need to be reversed, and I agree 100% with him. His analysis is sound. His analysis was sound in the dissent that he filed in the Pennsylvania case, which applied to all of the state cases before the court on that day that they turned down the review on. Clarence Thomas was persecuted when he was nominated and confirmed to the Supreme Court. Yep. Many many people, including Justice Thomas, I believe, felt that he was treated unfairly. Unfairly, in part, by Joe Biden. Now, I don't believe Clarence Thomas allowed those feelings, if he carries them forward, to interfere with his judgment, because his reasoning and his dissent, again, was rock solid, dead on point with the law in this country. And he, he noted very importantly that these issues needed to be decided for the good of the country. Why would the Supreme Court, the supreme law of the land, why would it reject an opportunity to clarify for the citizens of this country what was done right and what was done wrong. Clarence Thomas was right. He'll go down in history as one of the great justices. And I'd like to think that when we have a shakeup in the court, and boy, we need one, I'd like to see uh, Justice Thomas stick around long enough to be the next Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court. Now, Justice Thomas is just a, a great American patriot who, again, he doesn't shy away from persecution. And I want to read the actual verse, Matthew five eleven, for everybody out there, because I want to hammer home what you said. Uh, it says, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. You said that if you're a Christian, you will be persecuted, correct? Yes, Absolutely. 
So what you, you also said, you wrote this on Telegram, and it's been shared by hundreds of thousands of people, and I'm going to read it to you. Uh, and, and if I uh, uh, mangle any words, please feel free to correct me, but I'm reading. It says, I hear all the talk of potential candidates for the 2022 and 2024 elections. The same principle applies to those future elections, as I urged with respect to the 2020 Georgia Senate runoff. Until we fix the theft of November 3rd, 2020, we can have no assurances regarding the integrity of any future election. Lynn, I would love to get your thoughts on that, because I think a lot of people are going, ah, you know, let's just let it go. The president of the United States, the election was stolen. No big deal. Let's just kick it down the road. 2024, baby. Let's turn it around then. Lynn, what are your thoughts about people who are saying, just let it go? Let it go. I think they are people of preference, not people of principle. Would we prefer to just move on? I'm sure a lot of people would. I'd prefer to, to not be in the middle of a, the firestorm with false accusations made against me uh, by people all around the country. Uh, I would prefer to maybe retire like I thought about doing and, and get out of the legal fights. I've had enough of the foolishness of the court system. It needs to be changed, too. So I can see where people would say, well, it's, it's easier, and I just prefer to look to 2022 and, and 2024. People of principle disagree. And I try my best to be a man of principle. While I would prefer to move on and see if we could do something different, I'm a man of principle, and I know that if you don't fix November 3, 2020, you're never going to have another legitimate election in this country that you can trust. If they fixed and rigged the election in 2020, and they did, if they even bother to have an election in 2022 and spend the money to rig another election, how are you going to trust it? You can say, well, let's make reforms going forward. Mm. Those reforms are not going to mean anything unless you fix the problem, and you've got to fix 2020. You cannot take your eye off of the ball. This country's got to face the truth that the election was fraudulent, that Donald Trump won a landslide victory, that he was the duly elected president of the United States, and until that is recognized and he uh, regains or goes back into office in some form, whether it's of the Republic or the, or, or the corporation, as we talked about one point in time, Donald Trump is our duly elected leader. Everything else is fake. So your election in 2022, good luck. I said, uh, Clay, and I've taken a lot of heat for it, I called upon Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue in the Senate runoff to focus on getting the November 3rd election fixed. And I went so far as to say, if they don't earn your vote by working to fix the election that was fraud in, on November 3rd, you don't have to vote. You don't, they haven't earned your vote in the Senate runoff. And everybody criticized me mm. and tried to blame me for the fact they lost. Are you kidding me? You think they weren't going to rig the Senate runoff? Right. Of course they were. They'll rig 2022. There's still, there's nobody's moved to get rid of the Dominion machines in Georgia. There's a 10-year contract. Lynn, and they're still going to be used. I mean, Lynn, you, my you, gosh, I mean, fool me once, don't fool me twice, three times, and four. Lynn, here's here's what I found. You you wrote this on Telegram the other day, and I, I thought it hammered home what is going on. You said, and I'm 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 quoting what you wrote. You wrote, "Let me warn you, to understand what has happened, you will have to face some hard truth: the good, the bad, and the ugly. Most people avoid avoid that painful exercise about themselves and the world around them. They would prefer to stick their head in the sand and ignore the truth to deny it distort it or attempt to explain it away unless we as individuals and as a collective society face the whole truth we will not be able to save ourselves or our country you cannot fix something that you refuse to believe badly needs fixing uh, lynn the way i describe it is i always tell people it's like america is on a boat headed to, headed off a waterfall and we can't even convince two-thirds of America that we're on a boat or that a waterfall exists despite the fact that they can see the waterfall. Uh, Lynn, Lynn, what would you say for anybody out there that is denying this, ignoring this, they're ignoring the medical fraud, denying the election fraud, and acting as though it just doesn't exist or is trying to explain it away? What would you say to that person? I'd say they need to ask the question and answer it, is God real? Because God is truth. 
And if you do not lead a truthful life, you will not see the kingdom of God. A truthful life means a life where you accept the good. That's easy. You have to face the bad, and, and the bad is usually obvious, so people have to face it. The ugly, that's where it's not so obvious. Mm. But you've got to face all of it. You've got to live it in order to be able to be forgiven for it. If you don't acknowledge that it exists and you're wrong, you can't ask for forgiveness. So take that on a personal level and move it to the level of our society, our country. Our country is heading in the wrong direction. I don't think anybody can deny that. The level of evil that exists in our country right now is off the charts. Corruption is rampant. We've got to collectively as a country accept the fact that we've got good, yes. We've got bad, and a lot of it. And we've got ugly, things that people do not want to face because it's so bad, you'd rather just stick your head in the sand and pretend that it doesn't exist. But until we face all of it, we cannot fix it. And we'll continue down the downhill path to the destructive end if we don't face it, fix it, and get back going in the right direction. Our country needs to return to its fundamentals. Fundamentally, this country was created by God. We are a nation under God. Amen. We have taken God out of our schools. We've taken God out of our everyday lives. And what are we doing? We're going downhill. So I think we need a return to faith. We need a return to where we care for each other. We're all alike, even though we're all different. We need to focus on the things that bring us together, our similarities, instead of focusing on the things that drive us apart, our differences. We can have political differences, but we're all still Americans. We should all still cling to the same values of freedom, mm. liberty, free speech, the Constitution, and then we can have differences within the rules of the game, the Constitution. What we did when we, in effect, in effect certified through our Supreme Court an illegal election, we lost the rule of law. If you don't have an honest election in this country, you do not have the rule of law. Everything that follows from that illegal election is not within the rule of law. And look at what's happening. We're losing our free speech. We're having our ability to, to worship our God threatened. Yep. We're having our right to assemble peacefully threatened. Mm -hmm. We've got people worried about being chased down by the FBI because they attended a rally for President Trump. We've got people scared. That's the problem right now. They're dividing us by fear. God did not create in us the spirit of fear. We should, knowing that we have eternal life, fear nothing. If you don't fear death, you don't fear any man or any event. So we've got to become a nation again under God. That makes us a nation that's fearless. A fearless person can face the good, the bad, and the ugly, has no problems correcting it, admitting it, and then living a better life because of it. We're never going to be perfect until we get to the kingdom of God and we get perfection through his love, grace, and mercy. But we've got to realize the problems exist the problems exist in the Supreme Court of the United States. Six justices certified by taking no action. They certified a lie. Mm. The election was a lie. I don't understand how Justice Amy Conan Barrett, who professes to be a woman of God, would ever allow a lie to stand in this country. God is truth. He abhors a lie. Why would she vote to allow a lie to be the law of the land in this country? It raises serious questions spiritually for me when I look at these justices, but it raises serious questions in the real world for me when I look at the law. Forty-three years, I would have gone into the Supreme Court fully expecting that the Supreme Court of this country would look at the black-letter law and say, you didn't do it right, your election's illegal, let's get it fixed. Even if there were consequences, as there always are, you're going to have some disturbances, maybe even some violence in the country when the people that cheated learn that they've been caught. But it doesn't matter. We can't, we can't shy away from the reality of truth. So that if we live a truthful life as individuals, we're going to see the kingdom of God. And if we live a truthful life as a society, we'll be true to the person that created us, the entity that created us, God Almighty, will be a nation under God again, and we will prosper.
But if we don't turn back toward God, this country is not going to prosper. That's why I've said to you on other shows, Clay, that I feel like we are moving into and beginning already the second harvest. I think we are going to return to belief in God. I think things are going down a path where it's going to get so bad that we're going to look over. This country is going to be humbled. And they're going to look over and say, who can we trust? And they're going to realize in the darkest of times, they can only put their faith in and trust God to save us. So while I don't want to be the forecaster or prognosticator of, of doom and gloom, we got to be realistic. The people in this country are not going to tolerate the fact that 80 million people voted for Donald Trump. He won 410 electoral votes. He is our leader. There's going to be a level of dissatisfaction that if the system completely fails us, we're going to have to deal with it ourselves. Now, right now, we've only got one entity that's left that can get it right, and that's the United States military. Now, Lynn, I, we've, I, lost, we, we've lost all other branches of government. I, Lynn, uh, it's, like, it's like someone took a hedge trimmer and, trapped, and chopped off all the branches of government. I mean, it seems like we only have one option here. Um, but I do want to share some uncomfortable truths with the listeners that they can uh, text me if they would like to see this. Um, and again, if you're listening right now, just text the number 918 918- 851-6920-918-851-6920, and I'll send this to you. Uh, one, the models that said that 2.2 million people might die from COVID-19, they were funded, they were created by the Abdul Latif Jamil Institute, and they were false. The PCR tests, the PCR tests, folks, the PCR tests, that you, the COVID-19 tests, they're falsely calibrated to inflate the number of cases. So the models were falsely, uh, falsely inflated in order to create a spirit of fear, which fear, by the way, doesn't come from God. They were off by 25 times. The models were off by 25 times. The PCR tests are falsely calibrated to create more fear. And then the actual 100% effective and affordable COVID-19 treatments, those are being withheld from you. So if you're listening out there today, I have some good news for you. If you'll text the number I was previously giving out there, 918-851-6920, we've assembled a team of doctors in all 50 states that are willing to prescribe for you, if it is appropriate, budesonide, ivermectin, or hydroxychloroquine. That's budesonide, ivermectin, and hydroxychloroquine. And thankfully, no patients at all have died when they take budesonide as a result of being prescribed by Dr. Richard Bartlett or Dr. Jim Meehan. These are two doctors who have zero deaths at all when they treat people, but it's uncomfortable. It's Lynn, it's uncomfortable to see that. It's uncomfortable to see that, that the CDC is now calling for Nazi style quarantine camps. They call them green zones. Folks, if you don't believe me, that's probably healthy. Don't believe me, but type this into Google, type it in. There's the It's on the CDC website. They're called interim operational considerations for implementing this is what you have to type into google type into google type in cdc space interim operational considerations for implementing this shielding approach again go to google type in cdc interim operational considerations for implementing this shielding approach to prevent covid 19 infections on that site they're talking about taking you away from your family for six months they're talking about forcing you away from your family. They're talking about uh, these quarantine camps with only one point of entry where you're not allowed to leave. It's not good. And if anybody out there knows what we're talking about, it's called The Great Reset. And there's actually a really terrible book written by Klaus Schwab called The Great Reset. The book is called COVID-19, The Great Reset, where he lays this out in great detail, their plan. If you go to timetofreeamerica.com and you click on the Great Reset button, you can see their plan. And so, Lynn, I wanted to bring a, a, a young lady here in the, in the studio who happens to be a mom. We're going to call her. The, we're, she's going by a mystery name today. We're, we're not going to introduce her name, but I think she represents many people that are uh, thoughtful professionals. They love the Lord. And I think she has a few questions for you about maybe the Great Reset or what's going on. And a mystery guest, just make sure you eat that microphone. Okay. Hi, Lynn. Uh, my first question is, is the Constitution being followed in the United States of America? No. It is not being followed. It was not followed with respect to the election. It's not being followed with respect to the First Amendment right of free speech, peaceful assembly, being able to uh, practice your faith without interference by government. And uh, the rest of those First Amendment rights are soon to follow and fall. 
So the answer is no. The Constitution is not being followed. That's why I say we've lost the rule of law in this country. Lynn, what can the average American do right now? You know, I, I hear everything Clay just said and that the two of you were talking about. What can the average American person do right now when all this just seems hopeless? Well, the first thing I would say to the, to, to the large number of people who deny the, the truth of the election uh, and the truth of what's going on with COVID, get your he- head out of the sand. When you pull your head out of the sand, look around, do some research, go to the, the sites that, that uh, Clay has recommended and other sites where you can find the truth, and look into what's happening. What is, I think, the, the, the future that we're looking at in terms of the near term is we're looking at the vaccine. Now, if you go back, read the book that Clay recommended, it'll scare you to death if, you, if, you, if you're scared about the future going <laughs> downhill toward, <laughs> to tyranny. That's not encouraging. Having, having, listen, it's not even just a matter of COVID camps. There are websites up now where they want you to write in your neighbor if, address if they supported Trump. They, they're talking about truth camps and re-education camps. Uh, look at this virus. We know it came from China. We know it was the flu. We didn't even have a regular flu event this year because it was the COVID. I I make the joke that COVID cured the common cold. But the fact of the matter is they scared this country. They ran up 24-7 on the media, the death charts up there, the scorecards, tallies of death. They scared people. People were afraid of dying. Maybe it's because their spiritual uh, area of their life is lacking. But they scared you with this COVID. They Mm. made you wear masks that are totally ineffective. And then they told everybody that there was no effective treatment. That was a lie. They censored the information about the drugs that Clay has mentioned, one that I know particularly about, hydroxychloroquine, so they could rush through under the emergency procedures of the FDA this vaccine. They did not need to do it but they didn't. Why? Why do they want you to take this vaccine? It alters, and I'm not a DNA expert, so maybe it's RNA, but it alters your DNA structure. You still can get COVID. You still have to wear a mask, they say, and yeah. socially distance, and you can get it again. So, so why in the world did you take it? Did you take it to intentionally modify your your DNA? If you go back and look at the 2010 Rockefeller Foundation think tank study, which I hope it's still, I've seen that it's been changed. I have it. I have it available. I have it available. You get it it out there, Clay, because that study tracks what has happened in our country in the past year. And guess what that study says is coming next? Another COVID, a variant. And the Rockefeller Foundation in 2010 said that that particular COVID variant was going to have a mortality rate of 30 plus percent. That's one in three people in this country dropping dead. Now, whether that's facilitated by the vaccine, I don't know. But I wouldn't take that vaccine without looking into what were the studies done. Were there human research studies? I don't think so. There wasn't time. But I know that it's pushed in part by Moderna. That's Bill Gates's company. I know it was pushed out by Pfizer. They are they are chock full of China. Mm. And so what do you have with Bill Gates? He publicly states that he wants depopulation. He doesn't want to save the, the people. He wants to kill the people. He wants to limit the number of people in this country. But use your common sense and think for yourself before you put something into your body on the blind faith of what the media is telling you. They have led us astray for years with their propaganda, Yes, and they're leading us astray now with respect to this vaccine. Now, they're going to try to make you limit where you can go. You can't get on an airplane, I bet you, eventually without saying you had it. It's going to maybe even get where you can't go to the grocery store unless you show them that you're taking the vaccine. How can they do that? That is a violation of our fundamental constitutional and human right. Nobody has the right to tell us what to put into our bodies. How can they do this, and why is nothing being done to stop it? Because we have been brainwashed, plain and simple. If you tell a lie a thousand times, it's still a lie. But if you tell a lie enough times, people will believe that it's the truth. 
So we have been brainwashed for several years, maybe 10, 20 years yeah. uh, by the media increasingly so that now we're watching stuff and we believe it's the truth and it's a lie because we've been brainwashed and we've gotten complacent. Our lifestyle's been good. Standard living seems to be high. We took our freedom for granted. And when we took it for granted, along came some nefarious actors who want to take it away from us and they're dead gum close to doing so. We've got to wake up without any more delay and we've got to fight for our freedom. Uh, Lynn, I had uh, uh, a few things I wanted to interject because you know, uh, you and I know these things, but I, I know a lot of you are hearing this for the first time. So let me just backtrack a few things here. First off, doctor, if you everybody get out your computer or your phone, take a moment and type this into Google. Type in Dr. Fauci backed controversial Wuhan lab with U.S. dollars and then the word Newsweek. Just type in Dr. Fauci backed the controversial Wuhan lab with U.S. dollars. Okay, Newsweek. And when you do that, you're going to find that Dr. Fauci used U.S. dollars to fund what is called gain-of-function research. And scientists have criticized gain-of-function research because it involves manipulating viruses uh, that are nat- it involves manipulating naturally occurring coronaviruses that you would find in like a bat or a dog, and you mix it with fetal tissue fresh but never frozen, and I quote fetal tissue, to see if it has a risk of starting a pandemic. That's like Dr. Evil research. So Dr. Fauci's the one who funded the Wuhan lab where the virus came from. And then Adolf Hitler. I don't typically quote a lot of Adolf Hitler on the Thrive Time show, but he says this. He says, Lynn, he says, the great masses of people will more easily fall victim to a big lie than a small one. And if you tell a big enough lie and tell it frequently enough, it will be believed. So, folks, think about this for a second. Everybody type this into Google. Jeffrey Epstein creates own race of people. A little pop quiz. Who was Jeffrey Epstein? Oh, yes, Jeffrey Epstein was the world's most prolific pedophile. So think about this. Jeffrey Epstein, folks, Google it right now. Type in Jeffrey Epstein creates own race of people. Jeffrey Epstein was working with, he was working on creating his own race of people. And guess who was very good friends with Jeffrey Epstein after he became a prolific and convicted pedophile? Bill Gates. Why are we taking a vaccine? Six six times times on his private jet, the Lolita Express. Why are we taking vaccines from a man who is in favor of depopulation, a man whose stated goal is to reduce the population dramatically? Why are we taking vaccines from him? Why are we trusting our kids' health with a man who hangs out with pedophiles? Why are we doing... Folks, folks, folks. Now, if you say, what's in the vaccines? If you will text me right now, I will send you an ingredient list that reads like a horror movie of what's inside the COVID-19 vaccines. I rounded up the state's top virology expert, Dr. Jim Meehan, Dr. Christian Northrup, and men and women from my church. It's all on video, and I'll send it to you. And they, these people from my church ask, what is in the vaccines? Folks, there's fetal tissue in the vaccines. There's RNA-modifying technology in the vaccines. But we go back, Lynn, to the question from our mystery guest, because none of us want to go to quarantine camps. All of us, we don't want that to happen. Um, Lynn, you, 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 you posted here on Telegram that you are, you, you wrote, today a team of warriors began assembling. Your donations, love, and prayers are making it possible. Uh, Lynn, what are you talking about? Who's, who's the team of warriors, and maybe how can we support um, you guys? Because I know that we're protecting your safety with that funding. We're keeping you guys safe. Um, d- tell us, what, what are you guys working on? Well, we're working right now on the efforts by the State Bar of Georgia to take away my law license and have me submit to an independent mental health examination by oh. an unknown, unidentified doctor. I, I said that they tell me they'll let me know who it is when I agree to take it, even though they didn't give me any reasons for why I needed it because none exist. I said, well, probably Fauci, and he'll probably want to give me one of these COVID tests in the wrong place. Oh. Listen, let me, let, me, let me do one thing, if you don't mind. Sure. I'll talk a little bit more about the Warriors. Uh, I'm going to correct you. You said Google it. I'd say put it in duck, duck, go. Google is dishonest. I agree. If you had gone back at the end of 2019 and you had gone in to research whether a mask would prevent COVID or another flu, you would have found the studies show that it was totally ineffective. Now you fast forward into 2020, you go on to Google and those pre-2020 articles are gone. 
and the only articles that show up are 2020 articles that say the masks are effective. So you can't trust these uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey's social media and search machines. You've got to go to a reliable source. They're harder to find because of the censorship. Mm. Now, what I'm facing with the State Bar of Georgia, it's not about me, although it is. I wanted to, I wanted to retire last year. I've said that before <laughs> and finish up Nicholas Salmon's cases. Well, Nicholas made a decision to move to another lawyer and understand his decision and respect it, even if I disagree with it. That's his right. I'd like to retire, write some books maybe, uh, maybe spend some time talking to people about God and my uh, life and, and my my testimonial about how I found God and what it's done for my life. But now I'm in the thick of the battle. They want to take me out. Why? Well, I'd like to think it's because they're scared of me in a court of law. I've got a pretty good track record. I've gone up against a lot of giants, and I've beaten them. And I'm not afraid of them. Take me out. That's what they want to do. They want to take out the people that influence, people are listening to me. They, they are doing it. On a, on a pure political agenda. They're telling me I'm going to get disbarred because I filed lawsuits challenging the election. Mm. They want to tell me I'm going to be disbarred because I spoke out and exercised my right of free speech from the privacy of my home. Last time I checked, the bar didn't have a 24-7 police force to tell a lawyer what he can and can't do outside of a court of law. I know that I've acted within the law, but yet they're threatening me, and in a kangaroo court, they'll succeed. If they get me, every lawyer in the state of Georgia better get ready. Lawyers around the country better get ready because they've weaponized these state bar disciplinary committees to take out the opposition. You see, what we've become, even though we are far and away members of the majority that voted for President Trump, because they've given us a fraudulent result, they've in effect flipped us into the resistance. We're now the revolutionaries crying out for freedom well uh and we've got it we've got to accept that role and we've got to fight back against the fraudulent institution that we're now confronted with if you if you could if this country finds out the truth 75 80 percent of members of the congress ought to be in jail i think we got people in our state governments i know we do in georgia that people that run our state should be in jail members of president trump's administration should be in jail you might even find members of the Supreme Court of the United States that need to be in jail. Now, that sounds like pretty provocative, inflammatory speech. It is my opinion. It is based on credible evidence, and I have the right under the First Amendment to say it. Now, one last thing I want to point out, because I talked about the vaccine a little bit. I've had a lot of people say, well, Trump pushed the vaccine. He did. He didn't have a choice. Pfizer said it worked. Moderna said it worked. The FDA said it was safe, and it worked. How is he in the middle of a re-election campaign going to deny to the American public the choice to make up their own minds on whether they wanted to take it or not? You see the box they tried to put him in. Now, if this vaccine is linked to, to increasing mortality, they'll try to blame Trump. He's not at fault. I think you're going to find that there's a lot of problems with this vaccine that's not, that are not being reported. I've seen instances on social media of Bell's palsy. Yeah. But they didn't list that as a reportable complication or side effect, so we don't have a report on how many people are suffering it. What we're faced with right now in our country is a fake reality, a fake president. I call him Joy Bribes Biden. We have a person that I believe, I call her Kabbalah Harris. I think she has ties to the Communist Chinese Party. We've got these people in power, at least it appears that they're in power. I try to apply my common sense, because that's what God gave us all when, when he created us. Lynn, um, if, it ma if it doesn't make sense to me, it's probably false. Some of the things that are going on in our world today, in our country, on nonsense, which tells me it's absolutely false. Lynn, I want to re I want to respect your time, and I wanted to uh, sneak in if I can 
two final quick questions, and I wanted to allow our mystery guest to ask you the final question. Um, one, if people want to uh, donate to you, support your cause, and or follow you on Telegram, where can they do that, sir? Well, I'm only posting right now on Telegram. Uh, I got kicked off Twitter. I got kicked off Parler. People want me to go back, but Parler took me off for an illegitimate reason, so I, I'm not, I don't trust that uh, to go back to it. So at Telegram, you can follow me on the channel at Lynn Wood Speaks Truth. It's L-I-N Wood, W-O-D, Speaks Truth. Hmm. I, I've always been uncomfortable, and I've never, people, I, I've been accused of being a grifter. I've never asked anybody to give me a dime in terms of my efforts that I've tried to engage in over the last many months. I have asked for people to donate at one point to Kyle Rittenhouse's uh, bail. I've asked people to donate to Fight Back Foundation, which is a 501c4 foundation, nonprofit I formed in the summer when I saw our constitutional rights slipping away. Mm. And I wanted to have an, uh, an organization where people could uh, get advocacy to, to never let it happen again. And so Fight Back has agreed to help me in terms of financing the legal effort against the state bar of Georgia, just as it has been helping finance our efforts with respect to the fraudulent election. So you can donate, not for my fees, I'm taking nothing, but for expenses and for costs associated and fees of other lawyers that we need. It can be, you can find the website, learn about us at www.fightback.law. I'm pleased to tell you this uh, additional th fact, if, you, if your uh, listeners do not know it. There's a great American, a man that has conservative and Christian values, who is a legend and a hero to America. He supports Donald Trump. Herschel Walker has joined Fight Back Foundation as one of our board uh, members, and I think he's going to be a great asset. Amen. Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker has heard all of the false accusations against me both in terms of alleging that I've somehow violated rules or that I need mental health treatment. Herschel Walker knows what they're saying. He knows me as a person and what I stand for. And he told me he would stand shoulder to shoulder with me to fight back. So we're going to help advocate for the constitutional rights in, of our citizens. Herschel's going to join the team. And I don't. people may be able to stop me, but nobody was ever able to stop Herschel, were they? That's right. And that ought to send a message to people in Georgia and around the nation that a man of character and a man of faith is stepping forward, joining arms and fight back so that the donations will be well uh, spent. They will be appreciated. But if people cannot afford to, to donate, I ask them to, to pray for us. In fact, I'd almost rather someone pray for me than to give me money. But I need both. But more importantly than money, we need prayer. Prayer is the answer to what's going on in our country. We've got to get back to God. Yep. We've got to ask God in the right way to take charge of this country and fix it. He has a plan. Yep. But he wants us to participate with him and show him that we want his plan to come to reality. He will do it. This country needs to pray. Prepare and pray. And act one day at a time. Do the things that are right. Try to do things that help other people. Try to make sure that right prevails over wrong and truth prevails over a lie. Do it one day at a time, and over time, with prayer, watch it happen. So again, we'll that get this country, we'll get this country fixed and back on the right track. That website is fightback.law, fightback.law. And I encourage everybody, um, before we wrap up today's show, Go there. I mean, if you could donate $5 to support Lynn, just $5. I mean, um, what that does is there's there's security. There's You're paying for other attorneys. Again, Lynn, you're not taking a dime of that for yourself, but that's fightback.law. Go there today, and we have time for one more question from today's mystery guest, who, again, is a, a God-fearing uh, mom, a, a professional who loves America, loves her kids, loves her family, who who knows what's going on who's actually investigated and taken the time to see their, the, the, the plan. She hasn't been, you know, head in the sand. She's looked at the facts. She's done the research. Everybody needs to pick up the book, The Great Reset, by Klaus Schwab and have that book. I mean, read that. You just need to know, you, you at least need to know the enemy's plan. And then what you need to do also is you need to book, pick up that book called uh, Revelation. 
from the Bible, because we know how it ends as Christians, but in that meantime and in between time, what are we to do? So today's mystery guest has her, has her I'll let her have, uh, ask the final question. Uh, ma'am, what question would you like to ask? Lynn, my final question for you today is a two-part question. The first part of my question is, why do these people want to kill us that are behind these plans? And the second part is if they try to take us to these COVID camps, which sound a little bit like concentration camps, what are our rights? Well, what you're, what you're seeing is an effort to destroy the middle class, to, to really have in this country a ruling elite and then a class of servants to serve the ruling elite. So they want to take out opportunity. They want to take out the middle class, small businesses. They want to put you in the servant category so you can serve the elite. That's the globalist approach. That's the Bill Gates approach, the George Soros approach. It's consistent with the Communist Chinese Party's approach. So that's what they want to get to. And then part, they get there by taking us off to these camps without due process of law, without rights to jury by trial. Uh, what what will they do? They, they'll imprison, imprison people for extended periods of time. They may even execute people. Now, it sounds alarmist, but go back and look at what happened in history. It happened in World War II. It can happen again. Get your head out of the sand and realize we're heading in a really, really dire, bad direction in this country. What can we do? Well, I just said what I think is the most important thing to do. Get the book of the Bible out. Look at the Old Testament, which describes the power of God. Look at the New Testament that describes the love and grace of God. And look at what the history of mankind is. We're not, I believe, at the end of the end times, but we're certainly close. But we've got a chance now, I think, to God give us a second harvest to have a resurgence of belief in Jesus and Christianity in this country and in this world. It's happening. I believe God is going to give this world back to the people he created it for, where he'll be in charge, not George Soros' evil character, one world government. So at some point in time, you've got to look at the real world, too, though, and you've got to say, what do you do? Well, you can get on the train, and you can go to the camp and, and hope for the best, or you can fight back. Now, I don't advocate violence. I wasn't part of whatever they claim I think is fake insurrection that was created by Antifa in Washington, even though I'm being blamed for that. It had nothing to do with it. I don't advocate violence. I advocate nonviolent civil disobedience, just like Dr. Martin Luther King advocated, to change the way we treated people of color. I believe that this country has got to fight back. You cannot go quietly in the night. You can't just look over and say, yes, sir, I'll put on the mask. Yes, sir, I'll take the vaccine. Yes, sir, I'll go to the camp. In 1776, a third of this country wanted to stay with Britain. They were the UK with the loyalists. A third had the head in the sand. They didn't much care which, which way it went. True. A third of, were the patriots, and they acted to fight for our freedom. Why did the patriots win? Because God was on their side, because God created this nation to be free. Mm. So I believe that at the end of the day, our military has a duty and responsibility under their oaths to act for the best interest of our country, to yep. protect our Constitution, and to protect our people. If we don't get it from the military, we the people, we the people will have to do it ourselves. I'll leave it at that. Lynn, I, I wanted to... I don't think we're at King George time yet. I'm not advocating that we go to the King George uh, scenario. Yep. But if, if, if the institutions of government fail us, we the people will have to decide, will we live in freedom or will we live in tyranny? Lynn, uh, I wanted to backfill some facts for people out there. Uh, this, this, this just in, a, a Dutch nursing home, two-thirds of the residents tested positive for COVID-19 after they got the vaccine, and 22 of the 106 residents died within two weeks of getting the vaccine. That's in a Dutch nursing home. Also, remember the Capitol police officer who died during the insurrection while being beaten by a fire extinguisher? This just in. The person died from a stroke. Oops. Oops. The models that said 2.2 million people would die were false. Oops. 
The PCR tests are falsely calibrated. We need to lower the cycle threshold. Oops. People are dying when they take the COVID-19 vaccines, folks. 22 out of the 106 elderly residents of the Dutch nursing home have died. You can't say, oops, they're, they're dead. So I encourage you out there, get serious. Don't take the vaccine. Tell your friends and family, don't take the vaccine. And if you can hear the words coming out of my mouth, go to fightback.law, fightback.law, and make a donation if you can, or at least spread and share the conversation. I recommend everybody shares this podcast 1,776 times, 1,776 times. I have one sweet lady I talked to uh, this morning, Lynn, who was telling me she went through all of her phone contacts and has texted all of them. I don't know what that number is, but Lynn, we're kind of in that in that place right now, right? Where everybody needs to wake up now. We're at the place where everybody needs to wake up yesterday. Yeah. So what we've got to do is we've got to share the truth. We've got to break the bubble the media has placed on about half the population where they're uninformed. We've got to try to inform them. When your friend says, oh, yeah, Biden won, send them the facts. Yep. When they say, oh, yeah, the vaccine works, send them the facts. Spread the word. I think we need to talk more and more to our local members of our community to organize in our communities. Then we take our communities to organize our state. We are a country made up of United States. Our communities need to have a voice in what's going on, and they can combine to have a voice through their states. And at the end of the day, you've got we the people making the decision on the future of our country. I have not ever given up faith in Donald Trump. I put my ultimate faith in God. Amen. But my common sense tells me that Donald Trump knew about what was going on in this country, listened to his inaugural address in January of 2017. Yep. It defies his life's history that Donald Trump has walked away from uh, our people and is now just playing golf. I think Donald Trump is still active. I personally believe that he's still in charge of this country, although it's deferred at the moment to the military. So we can't we can't put our faith solely on President Trump. We've got to put our faith solely in God. But we individually can begin to take action, to identify leaders, identify people that when the time comes and we get rid of these crooks in government, get some good, honest people up there that are there to serve the people and not to enrich themselves and and make money by uh, selling our country out to other entities in other countries. So we've got a time to act, but we don't have time to wait. we got to act now. Lynn, thank you so much for, for fighting back. Thank you for standing up for the Constitution and for the, for the people of the United States. Uh, be safe, my friend, and we'll talk soon. God bless you. We'll talk soon. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye.